This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Summer Gould. She's the account executive with Nine-ish Printer. Summer, welcome. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. I know you are a guru in the in the direct mail and the mail area. I'm really curious to see what your journey was. To get us started, can you tell me a little bit about what you do with Nine-ish? For Nine-ish, I basically do sales. So I bring in customers that are doing printing and mailing and do some customer service and stuff like that with them. I facilitate any questions that happen between production and things that the customer needs to know, issues, questions that the customer may have. I answer those, all that kind of fun stuff. So Nine-ish is a commercial printer too, based in San Diego, right? Yes. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit more about Nine-ish itself? It's a family-owned business. The fourth and fifth generation family members are currently working in the business. They've been around since the late 1800s, which is crazy to me. (laughs) It is crazy to me as well, but really cool in the same way. Yeah, they're a great company to work for. They purchased the company I was working for previously last July. We had been working in tandem together. They helped us with some printing and we helped them with some mailing. So it was a really good fit when the owner of the previous company decided to sell. All the customers transitioned over. We've had a lot of success with that. I'm super happy with how the merger went and to be working for a great company. And honestly, the fact that you guys were working already kind of hand in hand, I think probably helped the transition too when this merger all happened. Because it wasn't that much of a change in some ways. Right, exactly. I knew most of the people there, at least on the front end, production wise, I didn't really know those people, but I've gotten to know them since I came over. It was a really good fit for us. Sounds like it. So how did you get started in printing? I mean, obviously you're with Nyanish now, but how did right. you start in the printing industry? I got sucked in as child labor. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happens. When I was 15, my dad decided to start his own company. The company that he had been working for, which was doing printing and mailing at the time, went under. So he went around to all those customers and said, will you be my customer at my new company? And they all said yes. Initially, I helped him with computer stuff because I knew more about computers than he did because that was new on the market in 1990, right? Mm -hmm. Pre-internet, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, the sound Uh, of the modem haunts me in my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) The children these days will never know how long it took to do things. (laughs) No, they will not. But anyway, so you were running a lot of the computer stuff for your dad, child labor Uh, at 15. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
that was when I was in school. So he'd bring stuff home for me to enter into spreadsheets and stuff like that to help him keep track of job costing and all that kind of fun stuff. And then during the summers, while I was still in high school, I worked out in the mail shop stuffing envelopes. And back then we had a Cheshire label machine that was pre-inkjet technology. And we had PS label machine, so pressure sensitive label, Mm -hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. After I graduated from high school, I went to college and I worked full time while going to college in our fulfillment department. So I was doing pick, pack and shipping. I was going to college because I wanted to be a writer. Okay. And that never really happened. I mean, I write blog posts and articles on direct mail and stuff like that. But that wasn't really what I was thinking I was going to be doing. But that's okay. Life takes different turns. And so after college, my dad approached me because he needed to fire his data processing person. So he handed me a book that was about four inches thick and said, okay, tomorrow you're going to be my data processing person. (laughs) (laughs) You will learn this overnight. (laughs) Yes. So I had to learn real quick on the fly, on the job, how to do data. And that was back in the DOS days. So everything was type commands. And then I ran data for about 10 years. And then as he needed other things done, I would do those other things and data. Eventually in 2013, he retired and I took over as president. He still owned the company, but I ran it on the day-to-day basis. And then in 2022, he decided he wanted to sell the company. I wasn't in a position to purchase it. So we ended up going with Nine-ish and that's kind of the, the full circle of things. That's kind of cool, though. It's very interesting because I think what I've discovered is people get in printing one of two ways. They either fall into it because they just answer an ad or they just they need a job or you have family and they suck you in. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) So you are the latter in this case. This time this year, most of the people I've talked to has been they've just fallen into it. So it's always interesting to hear how you got involved. Now, you wanted to be a writer originally. so. What was it about print that really interested you to kind of hold on? I know part of it was a family business. So obviously supporting the family was probably an important piece of that. But was there something else that really interested you? I really liked how different every day is. Like you go into work and you know, okay, basically I'm going to do this, but that gets shot out of the water in the first five minutes you start work and you're doing all these other things. It's also super changeable. So as we're going through the nineties and the two thousands, technology really kicked up and it made printing and direct mail super fun Mm -hmm. because you're integrating all these brand new technologies and figuring out, okay, how can we make this new technology work to increase direct mail response. What special coatings and things like that can we add to direct mail with all these new things that are coming out to spice it up and increase direct mail result? I think that's really what's driven me is it's constantly learning new things in the marketing sphere and how that translates into what we can do to help our customers every day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's still- constantly new stuff. It boggles my mind how much the industry has changed. Now, I've, I've only been in the industry since 98. So it's, for me, it's been 25 years. And the vast changes in, of technology in that time is amazing to me. You got a couple of years on me, it sounds like. But it's just interesting, even like on the embellishment side, 
before it, it was it was such a, a hassle in some ways to do some of the special embellishments especially if you're using offset but now with the digital processes it's become a lot easier to add exactly. the varnish the spot the metallic the the fuzzy different textures that you can do soft touch and others it's just amazing what could be done and the fact that it's now so much more affordable, mm -hmm. so it's readily available for marketing departments that have smaller budgets, because not everybody is Coca-Cola and can spend that much on their marketing every year. So it's it's nice to be able to bring those things to customers that didn't realize that it was in their wheelhouse, that they could really afford to do those things. Mm -hmm. And they might not have a huge customer base. So for them, a long run on offset was just totally out of the question. But now with the shorter run that digital allows them and the cost has come down, like you said, it, it is much more affordable for them. And it's something that's in reach and can be really, really exciting for them. Yeah, exactly. And then I love the fact that the post office offers promotions to help stimulate those creative ideas within customers, because then we can go to them and say, hey, let's let's try this, see if we can get you some better results. And by the way, you get to save this year 5% on your postage if you give this a try. It's kind of a win-win to me. Yeah. And for the designers themselves, I'm sure that makes them excited oh, yeah. too because they get to try out all the new things. One of the women I spoke to was head of the graphic design department. And she was always excited when there's a new piece of equipment that comes in because they get to figure out, okay, what can this do? What can we now design for? And they get exactly. so excited. <laughs> Definitely. In the span of your career, has there been a person or persons that have really influenced you and helped you grow and succeed? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have to say that the number one person was my dad. So mm -hmm. he's the one that got me into it. He's the one that pushed me beyond my comfort zone many, 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 many times to do things that I didn't think I could do, like data processing. Okay, here's the book. Here you go. Start. What? <laughs> Learn by osmosis, sleep with the book so you know it by morning. No problem right. whatsoever. <laughs> Having somebody in your corner knowing that they can push you through those boundaries. So over time, you learn that, hey, just because I think I can't do something doesn't mean I really can't. So I've learned over the years to say yes and try it. Obviously, everything I do isn't successful, right? None of us, we all fail at something. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I'm open to the idea of trying even if I know it's going to be hard is thanks to him, really. And you learn from those failures as well. What worked, what didn't work and why it did or didn't work. For sure. Or maybe some pieces it worked and some pieces of it didn't, but now you have something to build on. And like you said, it's new every day. So you continue to learn every day. Exactly. That's really what I love about it is constantly trying to figure out ways to do things. And it's, like I said, every day is just a little bit different. So mm -hmm. that's really fun to me. And I, I absolutely love reading. So I gobble up anything that I can get my hands on about marketing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously I do recreational reading as well, but I just love going through everything that people have to say because there's constantly new things that are popping up. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. 
or I didn't know we could do that, or I didn't know this technology would allow us to do this, that, the other thing. Because I think that's what's always the most interesting, even for me, I mean, I know a lot in the wide format area, is that some of the pioneers when like wide format was first coming out, is they would shove everything and anything through some of those printers just to see what it would do. They wanted to know, well, how did it print on glass? How did it print on fabrics? How, you know, what's the difference? What do we need to do in order to do certain applications? That creativity is just so fun, I think. Print has come so far. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you go to college campuses, print gets a bad rep that we're old and outdated and digital's the thing, but there's just so much you can do with print now that I don't think college classes in marketing have done a good job in translating what print can do for your marketing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just focus on the the latest social media channel, the latest this, that, and the other digital wise, which is great, right? I'm not knocking digital at all. I'm just saying you're not going to replace print with digital. The two of them need to work together mm-hmm. to give you the best opportunities with your marketing. It's a and piece of the like, whole. Yeah, exactly. And it, it feels like to me, like I said, print is exciting and, and new and fresh all the time. And I don't think that students these days are, are getting to experience any of that. I would echo that because of some of the conversations I've had, one with a marketing director and then some others that have worked with some of the print buyers. The print buyers don't, they're young and they don't understand print. They don't understand what goes into it. And the one marketing director, she was in different industries before, and she finally ended in print. And she goes, I wish I knew now, you know, I wish I knew what I knew now then, back when she was working for some other companies in different industries. She goes, because I could have all of these techniques for direct mail, for advertising, I could have used, and they would have been so successful, but because I didn't know them, because they weren't taught to me in college, it wasn't a focus. She goes, I didn't even know that that was a tool that I could use. And she goes, now I know. And she goes, I wish I could go back and fix that. So it's frustrating even for those that are in that field that they aren't getting, they don't have the full picture of what's available. So then the question is, is how can we as print providers help to provide that education? Right. And should it be us that's providing it? I mean, obviously they kind of, we kind of have to, if it's not being provided somewhere else. Right. I mean, I know locally we at Nineish have tried to really have partnerships with universities and the higher education field to offer seminars and things like that to provide some of that information that they're not getting through normal class channels. But if we can come up with some other ideas, that would be great too, because I think that it's something that we're going to have to continue to build so that more people understand the true value of not just print for the industry, right? But print as a whole in the marketing world, because I think we've not pushed that hard enough. Everybody gets excited about the new technologies. Oh, print's old, but but print isn't really old because we've morphed and changed and technology has made it so much better. So 
Mm-hmm. I'm probably like preaching to the choir right now, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I mean, in some ways it, you know, like the saying, what's, what's old is new again. The newer generations are responding very well to direct mail to out of home signage, because for them, it's unique. It's different. It's not digital for them. Right. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And actually thinking back to, to my college days, I minored in public relations. So one of the things we had to do was produce, like create brochures for marketing campaigns or whatnot, but never did we talk about what the printer requirements are. So we had to design it and put together content, but never about, well, can that color actually be printed or is it the right size? Do you have bleed? No bleed. None of that was ever discussed. It was just, just create the content and just put it on the piece of paper and you'll, you're fine. So yeah, it's missing that part. Yeah. (laughs) So the print industry as a whole has been, or is still heavily male dominated. I know we're talking about Women's History Month. So has that ever been a challenge to you or have you ever experienced any roadblocks because you are a woman in the printing industry? I mean, obviously it might be different because it's a family company. So you have a certain degree of respect because you are part of the family. But was did you have any challenges in that regard? I would say yes. Okay. Some of them came from colleagues within the industry. So when you're attending industry events and things like that, and some of it came from customers where male customers didn't want to talk to me because I was a woman and I couldn't possibly know what I was talking about. That was more, I'd say, late 90s, early 2000 time Mm -hmm. frame for the customers. I think they've come a long way in learning that just because I'm a woman, I I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> True. And couldn't um, it also have, because of that, it could have been also a youth thing as well, because you were at that point still younger in the industry. Sure. Could be that too. It came across to me as it was because I was a woman. woman. Okay. Maybe they didn't mean it that way, but that was certainly the way that I took it. I didn't take it personally, right? Because I figured it would be anybody that was in my position would have had that same flack if they were a woman. You know, I just feel like women in our industry have had to push harder to get their ideas and their points across to get people to listen to them. If I could go back to the young or younger me, I think I would tell myself, you know what you're talking about, push harder, Mm -hmm. push harder because I, Sure, I had the ideas in my head and every once in a while I would say, hey, but I wouldn't push past the just, hey, hey, what do you think about yada, yada? So I feel like we need to take that extra time to make sure that what we know is right is heard. How do we make sure of that? (sighs) That's a really good question. (laughs) Because I think that's kind of what it, what it rolls down to. Yes, we want to make sure that we we have the knowledge, we have the confidence. Part of that is instilling the confidence in us. But how do we make sure that we're, our voices are being heard? Because it is it is tough. It is. I mean, part um, of it because I, mean, I think it's also legacy because, again, it was a man's world. Right. Our industry is not the only one that has 
these problems. Very true. Back in the day, going to industry events, there may be three women in the room. And now going to industry events, we're still not half. It's still over half men, but there's definitely way more women in the room than there were before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's taking younger women under our wing and saying, hey, when I was your age, these were the challenges that I faced. How can I support you in a way that you don't face those challenges? You know, what can I do to help you know how to address situations when they come up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for some instance, like you said, some salespeople, they wouldn't talk to you because they wouldn't talk to a woman. How do you handle that in the moment? I mean, that's, you can't just, I mean, it's part of your job that you have to talk with them. You know, it's like, how do you, how does that work exactly? Basically, I had to pass it off to a male counterpart. Okay. Because that's what who they wanted to talk to. And he wasn't that much older than me or or more experienced than me. It was just the fact that he was a man. But honestly, did I really want to work with a guy that didn't take me seriously? No, not really. (laughs) Yeah, true. I don't blame you on that. So, I mean, in some ways you just pass the problem along. Just give it to somebody else to deal with. Right. You mentioned that sometimes you need to be forthright and maybe a little bit more assertive. But that also Mm -hmm. can be a negative at the same time. Because it's one of those things. Well, if a woman is assertive or aggressive with certain things, it's always like a bad thing. But if a guy does that, it's all, he's a go-getter. Right. They could be doing the same exact thing, but the only difference is the gender. So how do we move beyond that? And how do we deal with some of those stereotypes? And some of it's going to be a natural progression, right? Because the more women you have in the room, the better off all of them are going to be. Because... Mm -hmm you're not the only woman sounding, I don't know if I can cuss on this thing. So I won't say that, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Now, because I'm older, I'm willing to confront things more, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't care if you are a misogynist pig, I'm going to address that fact and tell you that that's not the way that the world works. And this is what's going to happen. And if you don't like what I have to say, then too bad for you. But the younger me would never have done that. I think we all need to, no matter what your age, stand up for ourselves. And if men think that that makes us tough to work with, well, Mm -hmm. so be it. (laughs) I I don't know. How, How do we make that? How do we make men feel that when we are asserting ourselves that that doesn't take anything away from them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the answer we're, we're not hormonal. It's not an emotional thing. It's because we know what we're talking about. Right. Cause that's what a lot of time it might go back to. Oh, she's, she's just emotional today. You know, she, you know how they get. <laughs> <laughs> Has it gotten better yeah. over the years? Has it gotten better with dealing with some of that kind of stuff? I mean, I would say a hundred, well, not a hundred percent better, but I would say like 80% better than the nineties because the nineties were super oppressive for women in the workplace, probably pre nineties as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I was, I was babysitting in the eighties. So 
babysitting was a girl thing. So I never had an issue with that. Yep. But are we where we want to be? No, there's still improvement that needs to happen. And honestly, the more women we get into the rooms, the easier that becomes because that bit then becomes the norm, right? Mm-hmm. We're all communicating at a better level when there's more women in the room. And that includes, you know, not just industry events, but also in boardrooms, right? The more diversity that you have, the more opinions that you have, the better your choices ultimately are going to be. So I think we just have to keep pushing to become at least 50-50. Some industries are doing better with that than we are. Now the question is, how do we get more women in? How do we get more a more diverse workforce in printing? Yeah. Question of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to have more of us speaking out, doing things like this, talking to younger people about what print really is, right? Because if they don't know what we're doing and how fun and exciting it can be, they'll never look at it as as an opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's going to more women events, but maybe more participation in those kinds of things, coming up with different webinars or seminars that we can have to push harder Mm -hmm. to get people more involved. What is it that you wish that you could tell women about the industry that you wish you knew before you got started? To figure out what it is that you want, right? Mm -hmm. What you want to do. And then how that can translate into the print world. Mm -hmm. What I like to do is to help my customers. So Mm -hmm. if I can help my customers grow and, and increase sales and do all those kinds of fun things, then I feel like I'm meeting my goals. Mm -hmm. You know, how that translates to each customer is going to be different, right? Yes. This industry is not a static, boring industry. So constantly evolving, constantly learning is part of the print process. To go to younger people today and say that this marketing channel is awesome, constantly changing, not boring whatsoever, get into it. And then once we have them into it, take on kind of a mentoring role with them to say, Mm -hmm. these are some of the things that I wish I knew when I was younger Mm -hmm. and pass on that knowledge that you learn over the years, right? Because that'll give them help at an earlier start. Like I could have been so much better in my job if I could take myself today and put me back 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I've also heard from a number of women too, is to make sure that we're reminding people, women, men, whatever, that printing is more than just pushing paper through a press. Because I think that's what a lot of people think of when it comes down to working with a printing company. Oh, you just, you work on the press. But there's so many other departments. There's so much other things that 
go along with a business that it doesn't necessarily, if that's not something you're interested in, but you're interested in marketing, well, that's part of it. If you're interested in in customers and working with people and building relationships, well, that's part of it too. I don't think we talk about that enough as well. I agree with that 100%. Because I I ran mailing equipment over the years Mm -hmm. in production and stuff like that, but there's no way I could go out and run the press. No, I just, I don't have the knowledge to be able to do that. It's not really something I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. But yet I love selling print because of all the possibilities and the fun things that we can do with it. For sure. There's a lot of different jobs in the print industry that have absolutely nothing to do with putting ink on paper. Yeah, but they're valuable. They're needed. They're essential to making Mm -hmm. sure that the whole thing gets done. In conclusion, I wanted to ask, what advice would you give the next generation of female leaders in the printing industry? To make sure that they are assertive in getting their point of view across, that it is important to speak up, to not hold back, be open to all of the changes and the creative things that go along with print marketing. We can all get in our little ruts, but if we're open to new ideas and new processes and new things, then that gives us more and more opportunities as we go along. So I would definitely say that assertiveness is the key. Openness is the key. And if you can, you know, find somebody that's already been there, done that and ask them questions because there's plenty of us out there. And I haven't met a person yet that I asked a question of in this industry that was unwilling to answer that question. I would agree with that. So it's a very open and welcoming industry, willing to share their experiences and their knowledge, especially to those that are earnest about learning. Exactly. So Summer, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for being a part of this. And thank you again for joining me. Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.